Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Council, coming at you live from a beautiful Sydney Portier morning, Sunday. Sun is, well, sun's almost up, not quite. Uh, it is October, which is not a renowned, well, it does do, we, we, you, you are used to being in the International League. Um, this is International League time, club season's gone, usually you the grand finals in that first weekend of October. So we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus. This is a this is a sort of a tie a bow on on season twenty twenty one show. Um, league will get discussed, and notable other topics will be discussed. As always, coming to us live from two thousand case a day, Melbourne, Victoria. Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, definitely a different sort of vibe this year with the old. Um, well, we didn't have international league last year, either, which was gutting, but. Yeah, just league season's over and just spending notably more quality time with the family, which has been quite good, you know. Um, so, yeah, hope it continues over summer. Um, obviously, I'm a big test cricket one day, one day internationals. I don't mind cricket fan. Um, that usually tides me over along with sports docos. Mm-hmm. Uh, mate, you've got to... I started watching Once We Were Lions last night. Real good. What's Once We Were Lions? It's about the Great Britain Lions Tour 2019. Really? Which they lost. Yeah, they lost all. But mate, it's well made. It's like a thirty for thirty. So they lost every game. No, yeah. They drew one. And uh, lost to Tonga. Mm-hmm. First game where Tessie New debuted at fullback. Then lost to Kiwis at Auckland when Karen Foran did his shoulder. Then mm-hmm. lost to the Four Kiwis and Foran did his. I thought it was his calf. No, uh, wasn't he hanging his shoulder off? Oh, he walked off He's a walking injury. Yep. Right. Crime scene, Christchurch, Jermaine Izarko reunited with his dad and got a photo with his dad before he died after the game. So mm-hmm. they lost New Zealand. And then they went to Port Moresby and got ambushed by the Papua New Guineans. So they, so you can see some good behind-the-scenes footage of them going to New Guinea? Not yet. I'm only up to... I didn't watch it all, but I'm only up to... I'm only up to the... End of the Tonga test. Oh, how good! But it's real. Like they do, they do some, um, like they do some good interviews, like before they leave in UK. Uh, and just some, uh, like these guys are talking about league in the UK and how it's just it's brilliant. And then they've got, they've got um, great vision of like all the great moments of uh, Great Britain league. Like Jamie Peacock, what a gazelle! Fuck yeah, hard man, eh? That English, that English and Great Britain side of the early to mid two thousands, with yep. those forwards that they had, um, you know, obviously Morley, Peacock, but they were just um, Kieran Cunningham. Um, who's the gazelle number thirteen that plays six a bit? Probably their most tip cat player. Harold. 
Oh, Paul Skullthorpe, Skullthorpe Eddie Farrell. Skullthorpe Farrell, like, fuck. Just, I mean, we have had a pretty good English side relatively recently with you Burgess, uh, Burgess brothers, James Grahams, Josh Hodgson's. Like, we, we can't cast our mind back too far, but when English been, league is strong, it's great. They've only been good on paper. They've only been good on paper. They haven't been able to gel mm. like those teams did in the... And maybe there's a wee bit of... Um, you know, you say it's a good team these days, but like half the team play in Australia. Maybe they lack that cohesion with their guys that play in Super League like they used to. Mm. Gareth Ellis, another one. What a player. Um, you get out and about yesterday in, in 2,000... You're just about 2,000 cases. So it's gone Dude, full circle. Let rip, Harry. We need as many cases of as possible. Of course. Of course you do. What's your vax uh, rate like? It's, oh, we've got really good first dose and then second doses the uh, a little bit. Now 59 or something else we say because oh, politics, you know, I'm just, I think politics, um, ScoMo just gave all the vaccines to New South Wales because they were desperate-based. But mm, uh, I, I don't yeah. think that's true. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's true. That's the, that's the rhetoric, you know, in the game of politics that this bloody held. But you were like, fuck it, I'm getting out and having a few schooners yesterday. So you did. You would go out in the park and had a few, and you technically weren't allowed to do what you did, but you did anyway. No, no, we were allowed to do it. I think we had too big a group, maybe, by a couple, but... Uh, look, it was a bloody good day. Just sat under a tree near Simon Denny's house. Mm. Kids running around. Uh, just dogs running around. Um, you know, weeing in bushes. Yeah. Uh, Sausages? Yeah, bloody. Like an open no, no, barbecue? No. Simon, who you know quite well, mm. brought along a, uh, a roast pork roll set up. Wow. Gravy and coffee strainer type scenario. Unprompted. Unprompted. He sort of gave us a warning, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Make me. Wow. Gravy just, for me, you know, you can have a roast and roasts are fantastic, amazing. But gravy takes a roast to places that you can't go without it. Can't, can't, it just, I don't know. It's a simple thing, gravy. It's fucking easy to make. And even the packet stuff. But what it does to, to a meat, a roast meat, is. To me. It's to me, it's sort of without a gravy. I, 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 I agree with that. It's I wouldn't call it a roast. I'd call it roast meat with roast vegetables. <laughs> yeah, a roast. Roast is like a... It's it's a brand, isn't it? Like, a roast has to be complete. A roast has to have gravy with it. Um, yeah. What are those little... You know, those little gravy boats? What are they actually called? Those little bread things? Bread puddings. The English ones that you just fill it up with gravy. I haven't had... I, yeah, that's very English culture, oh, isn't it? That's next level, though. It's um, just a gravy vessel. Yorkshire pudding. Oh, Yorkshire pudding, yeah, quite. Fuck. If you went to the north of England on a league trip, you get the feeling that you'd put put a bit of weight on, wouldn't you, in the winter of northern England? Oh, definitely, quite. Sam Cassiano has. Is he still playing up there? Uh, Catalans? Make me. So Catalans... Okay, so... Don't- no, I won't. So, so you're talking about the Challenge Cup, but what was the one recently when Maloney won it with a field goal? A few weeks ago. No, 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 I'm talking about the Super League final. Oh, so I was talking about the Challenge Cup final. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the uh, like qualifier for this year's Super League Grand Final. That was incredible, wasn't it? 
Malone. He knows what doesn't he? Fuck, does he what? I mean, Actually, I, I saw it. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that great interview, Vonnie and and that? Did I, I was I think it was an NRL three hundred and sixty, and they literally just rang up um, James Maloney on. I was when he'd retired, right? And that mm. announced his retirement, so mm. they rang him up on uh, Skype, mm. and it was like quite a windy. Um, it was quite windy, so they could hear all the wind a bit. And then then he was sort of finishing up his interview, and they go, oh. Jimmy, you must be at the beach down uh, Catalan's Way having a good time. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just behind a coffee cart. And then he walked around the front on his phone and showed the coffee cart. It was Sammy Moa. He'd set up a, he'd set up a coffee cart on the, um, what's the uh, beach down there? I can't remember the name of it. Um, In France. Oh, Collier. Collier. Um, and that's and where Sammy Moa lives. That's what he does now. He runs a coffee cart. Did you know that? I said, is that right? Well, yeah, it is. He's just getting ready for retirement. Oh, so is he still playing? Still playing, but yeah, like it's good. He's got a head head on his shoulder. He's starting. Yeah, I love that shit. Um, Who was the leaguey that had a coffee shop? Jason Nightingale. Yes. Yeah. Jake Friend. Jake Friend works in one. He does have one. Yes, he does. He started off when he got shafted from the or kicked out of the Roosters. He had to go and work at this coffee shop in Coogee. Um, which is quite a famous one and on Coogee Bear Road. And the guy who owns a few coffee shops sort of gets the roosters, apprenticeships and all that kind of stuff, you know, when they're young boys. And then he, he had a love of it and then he bought his own. And now he does have a few few coffee shops around the, around the shop, around the go. Um, Steve Sean, can he, can he, can he Dale was a partner in one? He had a chicken shop, sandwich shop and mascot. I think it went tits up. Quote. Mate, how good that game? Not many, not many other sports like an NBA podcast or something would even talk about like little <laughs> jobs they do when they retire, right? Well, they got so much fucking money they don't have to do anything. Um, Benji, I feel like we've talked about Benji so many times. We've done probably three or four um, career overview shows with Benji, but so we won't necessarily go into it. Just great. Like I thought he could have gone around another year. Um, he had he had a little bit in him. He played the perfect role for the Roos, uh, for the rabbits. So close to another premiership, um, it meant a lot to him. I was blown away by how many games Benji played. Like, um, I heard an interview with him on Vossi the other morning, and you forget that Benji had five shoulder reconstructions, and doctor told him to retire in two thousand and seven. Basically, was told to told to retire. Um, wow. incredible like coming back from injuries the amount of times he did uh, and then so it was isn't this interesting maybe his body wasn't and this when I think about it maybe his body wasn't uh, adult like is that the right word but in the end of his career it was very durable was issue yeah he was saying that he just was just so small and then he um, you know for I mean, you, you've got to look back at those those videos of him with the you know with the long sideburns. He was fucking ringing wet. He would have been seventy five kg. So he ended up as ninety one kgs playing. Like he got thick in those glory yeah. Tigers years, which you know the 08, 09, to ten, eleven when they were sort of starting to come together and arguably the best team in the comp that didn't win a didn't win a title. He was thick, and he was thick those years. Um, with Brisbane and Tigers and South, and he's often started the season as a real fat cunt. 
and he had to sort of pull back a little bit. Kind of like Isaac Luke, play himself into shape. But 346 games, Jack. Pretty cool, isn't it? In all the international games, he'd, you know, he'd never... 31 tests. Never, always wanted to play for the Kiwis. Yeah, one of my favourite Benji moments, actually, was that last test against Tonga. He yeah. thought he'd never get picked. It fucks me off in hindsight how Kearney just didn't pick him for years. Remember? Wouldn't pick I him. Know. And they finally picked him for that test against Tonga and the, the international anthem was going and Benji was just, you know, he could he was inconsolable. He couldn't um, hang it together. And then you saw, like, I remember seeing as a shot and you saw Roger and Hargraves looking at him. And they were just blown away by the emotion that Benji had. And I was like, fuck, how good. And then we flogged Tonga. It was one of the last international games that, you know, Yeah, had. second, fourth, the last game we played. Um, let's talk about the grand final. Where did you watch it? Home. So this is another thing about bloody the pop that gets me down. As I've said, I used grand finals as sort of, Lines in the sand of where I was, how, and I know, but the last three I've watched are home now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually a beach road guy, um, Bondi. It's a, we make a bit of a day of it. Punts on, there's usually UFC floating around. Um, yep. I think I watched a Robert Whitaker Israel Adesanya fight, maybe, um, before, yep. before one. Um, and yeah, just, not being at a pub for a grand final, which is, um, it was very strange. But I tell you what, so in the mornings, I go, you know how gyms now are outdoors. So I get picked up, do an outdoor workout. And on the way back, we'll grab a coffee and we'll listen to SEN, which is kind of a newer radio station digital to yeah. to take on Big Sports Breakfast. And it's got like Joey, right. Maddie this- Johns, Vossi. It's fuck great. It's McDarling because he picked me up and it, and it was like his radio stuck to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the day before the grand final, and Vossi does this thing called Vossi's Verdict at like, uh, what time is it? I think it's like eight o'clock on the dot. And so we'll yeah. sit, have a coffee and listen to Vossi's Verdict. And Vossi's Verdict before the grand final, he goes, this is my grand final prediction. It's fucking incredible. So he goes, this is going to be, this is going to be such a tight game. And he went through, you know, Bennett, and Cleary and went through all the top to bottom and what it was because but it's going to come down to one thing it's going to come down to goal kicking and you've got two best goal kickers in the competition here and he went through their stats right and Cleary's stats were incredible I think he's kicking at 90-91% which you only have ever really seen in our lifetime with Almazri and Halligan <coughs> and that was coming at a huge oh, for a really low base at the time so it was even more unbelievable when they were kicking like that because every other kicker in league was shit back then kicker has improved a lot in rugby league so Cleary's missed like 8 kicks this year Reynolds is traditionally a phenomenal goal kicker he's having relatively down year for him but he goes it's not necessarily you know the kicks in the middle of the field or to the left or the right of the post it's the sideline kicking where I think it'll be the difference and Adam Reynolds, who usually kicks at 90% from the sideline, his best sideline goal kicker, is kicking at 68%. And Cleary is kicking his best ever. He's almost like equal, equally as good as anywhere around the field. So there's like a 12 to 14% difference in sideline kicking. And he goes, I think it's going to come down to a try scored in the corner and Reynolds versus Cleary, and I think Penrith will win by two. 
Wow. That's exactly what happened. Fuck, he's a freak, eh? That's brilliant. It's just yeah. freakish. And, and he, he, I don't think he said 14-12. He just said Panthers yep. by two, Rabbits will miss a goal kick from the sideline. And I remember then they scored in the 73rd minutes. Alex Johnson, I was like, fuck me, dead Vossi. He is somewhat of a league. Like, if you are playing, if you are playing who wants to be a legionnaire, yeah. David Middleton on one side, Voss, Vossi on the other, oh, you'd still go David Middleton, wouldn't you? Well, no, I think Vossi would be better at just like, so David Middleton's purely statistician. Stato. Whereas, you know, Vossi would be good to talk to about what jobs the players are doing after the game too, you know. Yes. You, you know, yeah. The name is Edel's Chicken Shop. He's, he's, I mean, the fan is, is perfect show for him. He is everything that show is about manifesting itself. I, I will so, say his I'll concrete. say one thing about the fan is the one, sh- like, when I'm stressed and t- things oh, are tough, nice. I turn the fan on. My actual, uh, I just, it makes me happy. Yeah, I feel you. Thanks, smile. Yep. It's a feel-good show. The one thing, I think we covered this a few weeks ago, Fossey is, I think since he's done the fan and since his love for the rugby league, the carnival, you know, the crazy side of league, the fun, the, the, the mad side of league, I think it's coming out too much in his um, commentary. He's becoming too goofy. He used to be, I always thought he was the heir apparent to Rabs, but I think he's got his own personality now that I just think sometimes it's not, it's not serious enough. He laughs a little bit too, you know, it's too lighthearted his commentary. Do you think that's a fair call? Uh, yeah, look, I'm all, I actually don't mind it. I actually think Wossie's got his heart in the right place. No and he, and he take, I don't know, like, you can probably, but you look at Kronk and he's way too serious. Yeah. So yeah. there is a middle, maybe Mickey. But, but Kronk's, like, Kronk's, a, Kronk's an analyst. He's not a caller. I know. Yeah, yeah. And so that maybe that's, maybe that, oh, well, do Vossie and Kronk work together? Yeah, they must do. Is yeah. that a good combination? Um, a good combination. Yeah, Brandy. Uh, you don't like Brandy. Oh, no, no, no. I, I like Brandy. I just think that recently, you, just, you can't have people in the fucking, like, just how close he is. And Braith the other day, you know, after the power game, was wanting to, you know, really critique the Panthers. And he couldn't because oh, yeah. Brandy was sitting there staring, fucking piercing holes at him. And Braith kept on, like, wanting to say that, geez, they're in trouble, the Panthers. And they didn't deserve yeah. to win, and he wouldn't. So I just can't, don't think you can have that. Um, in the, what in the, about in the Gus? Show. What about Gus at the 2020 final? That was an embarrassment, and yeah. he, thank God someone said something to him because yeah. I think if listeners don't remember that, still were up 22 nil, yeah. and Gus all kept going. Panthers are on top here. I can see them like they're on top. I can see it like it's 22 nil, it mate. Is insane, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I came up um came up with my my ideal so next year this is this is who I want right I want this is what I want from Fox Sports I've come up with my my team that I want to be the the number one seeded team right do all the big games with Fox lead caller Warren Smith yeah still think he's the peak of the game I think he's still has that feistiness that he'll have a crack at a shit ref but not too much yeah. he'll 
call the game with vigor and he'll go to the high places that you want them to go to, which Rabs can't go to anymore. Yeah. The two analysts, one, and they work well together, these two. One, Benji Marshall. Great on TV. He's developed. When he first went on the footy show as a youngster, nah, didn't have it. So polished now. Such a good opinion. Doesn't afraid to hide it and he'll speak his mind. Other analysts, James Graham. Even more like outspoken, but in a good way from Benji. Bounces off Benji. Commentating or are they sitting on the panel? No, so they're in the box. You've got, you know, you've got your classic. So, yeah, you play Rabs, Rabs Sterlo, Fatty. I've got Was, Benji, James Graham. Wow, it's quite diverse. You're into your diversity too. But fuck. Couple of three hundred gamers, well, a four hundred gamer and Graham, and three hundred gamer and Benji, was yeah. you've got no questions whatsoever. Now, forward, you've got a big tough forward and a, a flashy back, exactly. And 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 I guess you know often comment commentary teams will have a fourth who might be on the sideline, and that's, that's the female. That's Hannah Hollis for me. Yeah, quite. Just she's she's giving you updates on HIAs. Yeah, and and, and she's caught. You know, she's telling you how she sees the game because she's a very astute league. Yeah. Um. And then in the in the magazine style show at halftime, I want Vonnie, Lara, Cronk, Mick. Nah, I can't. I can't cop that cunt. What do you like, Mick? I can't cop him. He just says awesome and brilliant and fucking. Buffs the Raiders all the time. I can't cop Mick, but I'll, I'll, I will accept Mick if he's there. Awesome. Him and Kronk work quite well together. They do, yeah. But I want Lara, and I want Vonnie. Um, obviously, I've got Hannah on the sideline. And there you go. That's my Fox team. That's that's yeah. my day, game day team. And it wouldn't hurt to bring Shervo back in some way, would it? What's he doing these days? So you're a bit... You're a big social media man and all that. Yeah. Explain to the dumb leagueies that are in construction stuff, what does this PVL winding up the NRL digital mean in reality and the business drivers for it? So basically what's happened is, from my understanding, and I haven't read enough, I do want to read a bit today, um, because a lot of people say, fuck, who cares, NRL.com. I use it all the time. Because Same. I don't want the the gossipy opinions from the papers. So I go to NRL.com and they're like, oh, who breaks it first? I don't give a fuck who breaks stuff first anymore. If you want to see who breaks something first, go to Twitter. Everyone yeah. breaks something. It's all breaking news, blah, blah, blah. And who really gives a shit if you read something three minutes before the next? Again, if you want to see something first, go to Twitter. <coughs> Excuse me. So NRL.com from, is getting scaled back with a lot of the the writing, the journalism, people's like Jamie Soward and, and all that kind of stuff is getting scaled I back. Like I quite like the NRL.com. I actually quite like Brad Walter and that. And the... Brad Walter, those guys. Brad Walter, yeah, they're good. They just don't think they're, they're not mouthpieces for, um, for Landis, which is essentially what at least the Daily Telegraph and Fox Sports is complete mouthpieces. So they put pressure on Verlandis to say, if you want these big deals that we're giving you, free to wear deal and then the pay TV deal, you have to wind up Fox and give us more of the content and give us exclusive in the content. And he's basically bowing down to them. 
which means that the content that we get will be even more um, telegraph, even more fucking shonky bullshit journalism. No one um, writing anything negative about the Landies. Which makes legal counsel more and more important in the rugby league media landscape. Scheme of things. I mean, we're not, we will say exactly what's on our mind. We'll call out anyone. Um, and praise anyone at the same time either. We're just celebrating the great game of rugby league. So I don't know what it looks like. I'm not sure what the streaming thing looks like, but I do remember reading once that Fairfax, I think, was saying, who run the Herald, um, that they have a huge internal content team, which they obviously do to produce their papers and magazines and that. So why don't they do all the streaming? So it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But again, I, I think if you lined up the Landies and you lined up every single decision and did it in a in a report card style I mean he would not be passing since he's come in um, in my opinion so um, that's that's my understanding of it back back to the um, back to the GF did you get the feeling the whole game through that that the Panthers had it were there any stages when you were like the bunnies have got this uh Yes, after Cody's try, mm. and I just thought it was such a, it, and and it shouldn't be. It's almost like Stacey Jones's try. I, I, I said it as soon as he scored the try. That's so, what Rab said too. Yeah, but I said it. Before sorry, sorry, Rab um, Gus. Gus might have, yeah, Gus said, it, and I said it a couple of minutes before. I've got proof on who cares. I said that's Stacey Jones' try, and then I thought to myself. Shit, if they don't win this, that could be forgotten. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Stacey Jones's try 2 if we won that, that would be a New Zealand sporting folklore. I still think it's a very, very widely used highlight in terms of grand finals. People don't forget that. Yeah, okay. But, and they shouldn't forget Cody's. That was tremendous individual try. So I don't think I've seen it since the moment. I don't think I've seen a highlight of it since. I've just, you know, shut off from the season. You and, need to watch and just appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it was an engrossing and, contest, but you did get the feeling that Penrith had it, didn't you? Until that well, second try for yeah, the Rabbitohs, well, I didn't think they could score again. Nothing, I'll be honest, and this is league though, nothing sort of fell the Rabbitohs' way. Nah. nah. You sort of felt that the whole day. Um, the, the, sl- the play of the balls were slowed down a bit as they have all, since first round of finals. Um. Yeah, I agree. I, I, as a league, I, I, that's the sort of in my subconscious. I was thinking that the whole time, but then obviously, even Reynolds, when Reynolds was winding that kick up, I mean, I didn't hadn't heard the Vossi thing, but I, I didn't think he was going to kick it. Um, it was a classic game that like Penrith should have really the chance, like they should have won like the Roosters bit the water. They should have won like twenty eight, twenty eight six. But the fact that they didn't score and then that usually gives another team life and momentum. And South then started to carry that ball back early 70th minutes, late 60 minutes. And when they got that try, even when they missed the conversion, I was like, there's still a chance here. Um, I mean, clearly there's a chance running down by two, but they'd been down by two for ages and it didn't look like they had a chance. So if they hit the two-point field goal, I mean, obviously they missed it, but wouldn't have that been an interesting thing? Yeah. A grand final being not decided, but taking to <laughs> taking the golden point from another PVL bloody mastermind. Jesus. 
have you read that Paul Ken article from the Telegraph yesterday about the Panthers and how ungracious they are? Yeah, and I do sort of, but I feel as the Tyrone, though... The Tyrone, it's almost like a Tyrone May article. And, and, and I think he's he's bang on the money with Tyrone May and obviously Kikau's done some stupid shit. But, oh, has he, uh, I didn't know Kikau was doing stupid shit. Well, Kikau was just sort of supporting him. And Tyrone May is a fucking black stain on the game. A dark stain on the game. Um, he is just a horrible human. And coming out and saying how, oh, it's justified now I've won a comp. Or fuck you, the haters kind of thing. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that in real time and going, what are you on about? Um, it's a bad yes. look on Ivan for supporting. He's a shit player too. He slows down the Panthers. He... You know, always stops the ball going to Clary and Luai. Like he's just such a bad like play Mitch Kenny. Yeah, look, I what came out of Paul Kenny out of me too was almost the Panthers premiership not being celebrated. Uh, probably he, 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 agree, and it should be like a Panthers traditionally. Like I remember when the Panthers won in oh two three oh three sorry. I loved it. And I was like, this is a team you can get around. And admittedly, it was the first time, well, probably similar distance between their last comp, 11, 12 years. And I was loving it. This time, like, if the Panthers had won maybe the year before last, I would have loved it. But someone, it was like I was talking to a lady midweek and she wasn't a big, uh, she was from out of, she lived on the Gold Coast, but she wasn't a big league fan. And she was like, yeah, it was kind of like, Australia just jumping on the Rabbitohs because they didn't like the Panthers. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's pretty much true. Um, I jumped on the Rabbitohs bandwagon because I'd, I'd lived in the borough for five years, six years, so I thought I've, I've got a, a relative dog Big in the difference. fight. You were on the Panthers bandwagon, though. I was just because, and but I couldn't. And, and But what I'm saying, I'm a little bit disappointed that the Panthers aren't getting the, well, even maybe it's because I live in, the, in Melbourne, but when the storm win, there's like three weeks of celebration afterwards. Um, and I just feel as, and the reason why I was on the Panthers is because they fucking just carry on from the, and I, this isn't just grand final time, but I feel like the Rabbitohs, you know, there's m- more to rugby league than South Sydney that some people just don't get, you know? Their fans, very, their fans they're, are, they're very pig-headed, aren't they? The bunnies. They are, and they make it all about themselves. When fucking hell, man! If like you were a disgrace in the late nineties, early O's, and that's what we got rid of you. Oh, I, I bloody, I do love when they get when they get good because they, they come out of the wall woodwork, aren't they? They have got some incredible like elderly fans that have like seen it all. Way eh? like, imagine having seen your team getting kicked out of the comp. You've got to have some sympathy for them because fuck, if my team got kicked out of the comp by saying this to my business partner the other day, if the Warriors got kicked out of the comp, I actually think I'd walk away from the game. You wouldn't. I think I would, mate. I could not walk away. I'd, I'd probably just stick around for international footy, but I could not cop my team not being in the NRL. You were right into it before the Warriors. I know, mate, but I was a child. Yeah. I, I, just, I just This has been my like a huge part of my life. Like every winter, okay. the ups and downs. Yep. To have that taken away from me, yeah, it would never happen. I mean, it would probably help me actually mentally if they were taking yeah, it out. I'd, but be a, I'd be a nicer guy. It would never happen, but I, I, I would have said it would never happen. But PVL, depending on how long he's in, fuck, you never know what he could do. 
Oh, I did. I have to say, when we were really bad a couple of years ago, um, and you know the the typical dickheads were like, "Kick us out, kick us out of the comp." Yeah, yeah. No, Phil always try to say it. Phil Rothfield's in that, but then yeah. I, I PVL. I'll give him credit when credit's due. Him and Abdo have said how important New Zealand is to the game. Hey, quickly, let's just chat about um expansion. It looks there's a lot of murmurs for Redcliffe. We're happy about that. We're Redcliffe boys because they're our feeder club. Yeah. Are they That's our second I... team? Are they our second team from now on, Redcliffe? Yeah, I would I'd, I would have a soft spot for them just because they are an old proud club that's loaded based on uh, league. And I like the Redcliffe area because I've got a lot of mates that are from that area. They're just died in the wall leagueies. I've got knocked out by a like a Redcliffe prop that played for 14 years. I can't remember the guy's name. Then I, I got off the field. And Radio Muzza, Damien Murray. No. You know, you, you remember we nearly got on that fight at the Normanby with the, over that Fijian girl? Maybe. And anyway, so Muzz, I got off. And Muzz goes, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, I do name. remember. One of your league mates from up that way. Mitchy boy. And he was on the bench as well. And he goes, Jack, that guy there, he played Redcliffe for years in the, I don't know, was it 90s or something? And um, he was just a legend of the game. Like, just, it's just such, it's probably the leagueiest suburb in the world. Wow. Um, and the league's club is unbelievable, Ree Harry. What's that, what's that, what's the home ground again? I forget it. Brown. Oh, it's Morden Daly Stadium. Morden Morden Daly. Daly. It's, it's like a the billiard star. table, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like the Crossy Star of the Morden Daily. It's a beautiful stadium. So the Warriors are going to be playing half their games at Morden Daily next year and half in New Zealand. That's is that what Hey? Is that what they're saying? There? That's so what they're saying. Going to Morden... Um, I call it Regal Stadium. We're going to Regal Stadium because <laughs> we just don't want to deal with the unknowns of the bloody border. Is that right? First half. That they have to first half just go, fuck, we're going to do this again. Probably because they'll be training pre-season over here. So they're like, well, we, we just, just disruption. You have to plan. And, and even if it comes, you you know, there's a lot to... So that's an exciting thing if you look ahead to next season. The fact that we are going to have Mount Smart for the first time since 2019. 2019. That is... Fuck. That's exciting. Like, hey, hey, we're talking about Souths getting kicked out of the comp. Like, this is as close as you could get to getting kicked out of the comp. Mm. Fuck, getting home just, games back. Like, I just hope that they're all packed out. A packed Mount Smart is one of league's great, and it never happens. Like, people will go, oh, Mount Smart. To, to see a packed Mount Smart for a regular season game, it's like, I, I was there for the 10th year anniversary of the Warriors Broncos in 2005 and Simon Mannering was playing his first or second game the, the place was packed incredible atmosphere I've been to some semi-finals there with the atmosphere off the charts but it is a special special place I've been to a couple of Kiwis tests fall there that's something that atmosphere is brilliant yeah it's, it's the, 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 the ground rattles like yeah. it just you can you can feel the vibrations um, so if Redcliffe come into the comp, we're going to have, someone's going to have a buy 
in week one because we're going to have 17 teams. Now, my idea for this is, right, the team that doesn't play each week, they don't get a bye. They, and this won't happen, they travel to Port Moresby and they play the Hunters. Yeah, but the Hunters will be in Queensland Cup, won't oh, they? Right. So they, play, they play the Hunters. It's just like good for uh, Papua New Guinean League. And you want a game anyway. So maybe some players have a bye of your team who need yeah, rest yeah. and then, you it's... know, bring your young guys up and, and what have you. But you, you play a game against PNG. Yeah, I don't really like that idea. Why not? <laughs> it's an exhibition game. But just, yeah, because PNG would rather just play good league in the Queensland Cup. No, but and... they get their buys. Oh, no, because then they're fucking. Oh, of course. They've got their comp. They're going to basically can't play. Yeah, look, I, I, I've ta- I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I had some shower thoughts during the week, especially when you're in this league hiatus, that we don't have Monday night football anymore, right? No. Could we somehow go and talk to the Papua New Guinean Rugby League authorities mm-hmm. and make they play their Digicel Cup match of the round on a Monday night? And just mm-hmm. give... I mean, don't need much money. I don't know, throw 50, 500... No, 50k up for the end. Just do some advertising, um, and then just have a Monday night football Digicel Cup. So it's the same time zone. I don't mind that. Uh, and then we'd, and then we would start to like, I don't know, I think Aussie leagueies would just start to like watch a bit of uh, PNG league. They'd start to get their own team. I don't, the, I don't mind that at all. That'd be great. And then, then it'll just it will improve the standard. We'll start seeing players that we quite like. We'll go, oh, wouldn't like the Warriors just having a punt on uh Star growth, I mean, or something, you know? <laughs> Star growth, make me. Um, all right, we'll finish up on the Kiwis named a wider World Cup squad. Um, pretty strong. I was pretty happy. I'm going to go through the team with you and see if anything jumps out at you. Nass, J. Brom, K. Brom, J. Hughes, Brandon Smith, Remus Smith from the Storm. <coughs> Excuse me. Corey Harawira Naya, Chance. Nick Alcock's dad, Bailey Simonson, Jordan Rapana, Joseph Tapane from the Raiders, Brandon Hamnuele, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Brighton Nakora, Sean Johnson Sharks, Josh Alloway, Kieran Foran, Josh Schuster, who has said I've been flattered, but I want to represent Australia, and New South Wales, Morgan Harper, Isaac Liu, jo- Joseph Manu, Jared Warry Hargraves from the Roosters, Dylan Brown, Nia Kore, Isaac Papali from the Eels, Torhu Harris, Chanel, Peter Heku, Cody, Jazz, Dallin with Tenny Zelesnet from the Warriors, Jermaine Asako, Jordan Ricky from the Broncos, Kevin Proctor, Aaron Clark from the Titans, James Fisher Harris, Panthers, only one Panther, Jeremy Marshall King from the Dogs, Ken Marlow Tigers. It's pretty that you pick your best 17 out of there, and that's like strong. That's a good, strong Kiwis team. Even when you take out the the guy that traded, uh, that guy that went to rugby, who I won't name his name. What's your thoughts? Yeah, but didn't you, didn't you say Sebastian Chris was in the team? Nah, they had like a second page of hey. Kiwis, notable Kiwis, and they basically named anyone that had taken a piss in New Zealand. So there's a few uh-huh. classic. Ooh, is he actually Kiwi? Do you think he'll play? <laughs> Can you send me that single page? So look, Josh Schuster, um, I'm happy. I'm, and, and that's what you want. You want guys to say if they're in or they're out. You want to know now. And exactly. I always thought he's Australian, but good on exactly. them for giving it. I know. So we know that now. At least now we 
that we can stop focusing on his performances as much. Um, interesting, we didn't have maybe got Kalen Ponga, and it sounds like Luai has made his mind up. Jerome Luai, yeah, yep. yeah, true. So again, I'm happy. Well, he's already have, played keep... for New South Wales, so I think that would be no, a pretty big but... U-turn. No, so the, there's little uh, intricacy in this rule, isn't there? If you play for New South yeah. Wales, he could he could technically say that yeah. he, oh, yeah, I'll play for Australia, but he hasn't played for Australia yet, so then he technically yeah. can play for New Zealand. So he, But if he shows for New Zealand, then he couldn't play for New South Wales again. Yeah. So I don't, that's that's right. I don't think that's happening. Anyway, so that's, that's all right. Now we know where we stand, but that's a strong team. Strong squad. Um, just give us some meaningful games. What's what's happening next year? Who are we playing next year? Well, I did read in Madge's thing. He wants a test in two tests in July, Tonga and Australia. Yeah. Um, just to get the team cohesion before the World Cup at the end of the year. Wow. But yeah, Madge. Even I read an article. Madge was even, and I'll, I'll, I will say to Mark Horro here. I'll text him after and say, look, I like your approach. Right, just name them and let's find out whether they're Kiwis or not, and then we can move on with it. Um, yeah, and Madge even said, look, I was surprised by how much depth we've got. Ooh, I like that. Um, there's this huge amount of guys, like young up-and-coming guys like TC, Robarty and stuff on that second page, but lots of, oh, exciting, lots of exciting young players that I've even heard but of. Mate, what we're saying is that we don't, we, at the moment, we don't see them mm. featuring at the World Cup next year, but geez, it, 12 months is a long time. You could have a... Yeah, so the World Cup is in England yeah. this time next year. Yeah. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Um, now that that could be us. That's us for the um, that's us for the season. Now you have got a interview that you did with a couple of leagueies, which we'll be publishing as well. Um, what do you guys cover? Uh, so we got. Um, obviously, the we're listening to our list. Yeah, we've got Tuck Malone, <laughs> the Eagle Man, and we've got, uh, oh, his name's Tiges, um, who actually, when I did the interview with him, when, when I got online, I was like, hey, mate, and we worked out we'd met each other before anyway at a uh, at a test match at the SCG. He'd, after he'd returned home from Mexico, he'd been living there for years. Wow. Um, so, you know, I had a good chat to them about uh, their first memories of rugby league. And I think they, they're going to feature next year, I think, coming into the show, giving an Aussie Aussie um, uh, look at, at the game, uh, f- which is obviously quite uh, Kiwi-focused. But, yeah, they, they were good leagueies. They weren't um, the Central Coast, although Tigers lives on the Central Coast. They weren't the Central Coast, like, type. Variety league. league. You know, we were three head-ups, two, no, two. Two scoops, three hat, kick to the corner. Meat, roast meat, and three veg. No quite. Um, I will publish that as a little special. We'll, we'll come back early next season. Um, and until then, you got to love your league. Got to love your league. If he leaves me now. It takes away the biggest part of me
takes away the biggest part.